What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the new and improved Only Sports Podcast. That's Casino over there. I don't know if you can see our fancy background. I assume you can. If you're watching us, if you're listening, you can only imagine. But if you're listening, you can look at our new podcast logo. Uh, Yeah. Uh, What do you think of all the new setup, Casino? What? Sorry. I'm I'm in the middle of uh, (laughs) defeating a boss on my game. So, yeah, I'm doing important (laughs) shit here. Uh, No, but I do like. Yeah, no, cool. I just did it. Uh, I I do like the new setup. Um, No, it looks good. Uh, You made it really big. The only sports podcast. Um, I think it's a little drawing to the eye where I'm not even focused on you or me, which is not normal. All all I'm staring at right now is only. Just the word only, <laughs> staring at it. Uh, yeah. No, but I love the new logo. I, I, I'm i really happy we went with that. We've, we've been trying. Before we started this whole thing, we tried to d- get a good logo down. And we had some people try to do some designs. It didn't. We weren't really feeling it. And then he found this generic one right here. And now we've got this. Gaboom. Gabashinga. It looks good. It looks good. Uh, But... What is it? Also, one of those pictures was of my wife's ass at the bottom. So if you want to zoom in and do that, you can see it. There you go. That's a little treat to the to the listeners out there or the watchers, I guess, out there. But yeah, it is. Uh, I'm not Hi. good at making this kind of shit. So if this one, this one looks kind of trash, like I don't really like how it looks, but it's the only thing we have at the moment. I'm going to make a better one for next one. I do like the logo, uh, but that was like a template that I just moved a couple of things around, took some things out, added some things. So yeah, I'm not good at all this. And if I'm not good at this, Casino is, I mean, borderline like childlike in trying to create things. It's... uh so we're we're. I mean, we're not... I could be like I could be like Picasso, you know, or Van Gogh, and just write, make some random shit, and call it art. <laughs> speaking of that, I fucking can't. Speaking of art, just going on a real quick tangent here. The people that do like that, like poke holes and thing, do like the spinny paint art shit. That's not yeah. fucking art. You're literally spinning <laughs> paint around on a, on a blackboard. Woo! <laughs> Artist. It- you know what? My, my uh, little kid will throw her shit around and hits a wall. Art. <laughs> so, fantastic. Uh, I'm so glad we're talking about this on the Only Sports Podcast because I would love your hot take on this casino. Hot take on what you think, like the moral ramifications of AI art are, because. Every fucking day, there's a new, like, app that is doing something. I literally just got an ad for this this app that is like AI art where you p- hold a camera up to, like, you know, like those games where it's like, oh, somebody filled a giant jar with jelly beans, right? You hold the camera up to that jar, and within five seconds, it counts every jelly bean being in there and tells you what it is like what computers can do like the ai art uh app or whatever just won like uh art contest against other humans and stuff like this is scary shit but it's also Um, like 
they're not really painting original stuff. They're just taking all the images about that kind of subject from online pictures that already exist and then making their own picture, which is weird. I don't know. Thoughts, Casino, on the AI art uh, debate. It's it's not art as the fact that you said, you know, it pulls from other things that already exist. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I'm scared of AI. I'm not, not like yeah. where it's going to be like a iRobot thing where they're going to come running at us full speed and with like a hammer and like chop off <laughs> our face. I don't know. Not no, like that. Robot but... blades. Blades. Yes. Um, so I'm thinking that we're, we're at least a good while away from that. I don't think we will see that in our lifetime to where literal robots will be like, ha 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 here, die. We can cut you up. <laughs> but I do have a fear that um, with how crazy AI and technology has gotten, it will cause issues on a worldwide scale where you don't know who's actually talking. Yeah. Like, oh, that, no, those are the creepiest ones where they do, dude, I don't know if you just, they're like doing it for like fun now, like acting like it's like, no big deal as if this couldn't be used to start wars and all this kind of bad shit in the future. Did you see the fucking clip of Jimmy Kimmel just celebrated like his like 20 years on the air and they had regular real life Kimmel on one side, kind of like the screen setup we have here. So you would be the regular Jimmy Kimmel in 2023. They had him talking to the version of himself from his first show 20 years ago but they're like having an actual conversation with each other and it was all done like through computers live so he's literally talking to himself from 20 years ago and they're having just like an actual conversation as if it's those two it's fun i didn't see see that one but i see where they put the two ai talking together Oh, yeah. And they're talking about the weather and how they don't exist or whatever. Like, the fuck. But uh, this was a good tangent to start this new and improved Only Sports podcast. Because uh, who knows? Maybe we'll be replaced by two talking AI robots. I feel like sports talk would be the easiest thing. Because it's all just stats and being like, this guy's better than this guy. And then you just put a fucking personality bot and... We're done, Casino. And that's what the bot does right there. This guy is better than this guy. (laughs) But uh, speaking of sports, uh, despite the first eight minutes of this podcast, we are a sports podcast. In fact, we're the only sports podcast. So, Casino, would you like to talk about, let me look at this piece of paper, sports? Only if we're able to talk about sports. (laughs) sports <laughs> that was my hot uh, i don't know i was trying to think of something on the fly i'm not good at it like you you're 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 top tier uh, uh, i almost just googled sports instead of the real thing i was actually just looking at but uh <laughs> let's let's talk about who might you know be the I'm king just... of sports casino he's definitely the king of sports in your heart uh tom brady officially retired literally like I think two hours after we recorded our last podcast. So that was great timing on that. But 
thoughts on Tom Brady retiring on the today we're recording this February 3rd, the anniversary of the Falcons Patriots Super Bowl, uh, which in your eyes, uh, before we get into Tom Brady, is that your favorite Super Bowl of all the ones your team has won? Yeah, yeah. Also, I think I'd say so. I think for the drama of it, go for it. I really think it's either that one or Patriots Eagles. I think those are the two best Super Bowls, maybe ever, maybe in I definitely in our lifetime. That's fair. Um, But but uh, I, I, I am, I am, you know, it's time and sad i want to play in san fran one year just just to get that off of his bucket list um it sucks that he's going out on a shitty uh you froze are we still good are we good there we are yeah um, we're still good it, it just sucks that he's going out um on a on a bad season but again we talked about this that wasn't him this season i really don't uh i don't think so but his a lot of people are like, oh, well, he's not done. We'll see. He'll be back. You know, he's done. He's he's done. Because the first time he retired, you found out via this giant, you know, giant written thing, statement, oh, retiring, blah, blah, blah. You know, thank all these people. No. So this time around, it was just him on a beach sitting there. And you could tell the emotion when he was just trying to, like, say, like, yeah. thanks, everybody, for supporting me. He was, he's done. Like. This was a big moment for him. He's done. He didn't tell anybody about it. Nobody, like, he was the one to release it. Tom Brady sat there, took a video, released it, said, I'm done. Bye, guys. So, he is done. I don't, I don't see him ever returning. Um, And and that whole debate, I think we talked about it a long time ago in one of our beginning episodes. Uh, The reason he came out of retirement, I think that his wife was, they were already going to get a divorce. And I think he was retiring to try to save his divorce. And then or she was like, no, marriage. I'm still, I, yeah. I, I, or yeah. Save his marriage. And they're like, ah, no, you know, we're, she's like, ah, oh, we're still going to get a divorce. Or they both were like, yeah, we're, we're going to go through this. And he's like, well, then I'm going to go play football then. Yeah. And that's what I think happened. But um, well, this was also, I feel like the first season we've seen him play where he literally just didn't look like he wanted to be playing anymore. Like usually he's like, the fired up guy trying to rally the troops on the sideline this time. Yeah, I think he was trying to take his mind would... off of his, his actual life, but it just bothered yeah. him still. I think he's uh, going to be a great, great analyst, oh. like on Fox or whatever. I think he's going to be really good. He's I mean, like, if Tony Romo, if Tony Romo can do it, he can do it. <laughs> well, I don't even want to see him in a booth calling games. I want to see him on like pregame and postgame shows. Like, breaking the game down and stuff like that i feel like he's sneakily charismatic and like funnier than he gets credit for i think you want him you want him to be you want him to be on the shows like with uh uh, brad shaw and all of them and yes that'd be great get get, well uh, did you like how gronk was on there (laughs) i mean if gronk can do it anybody can do it i you really just have to be like an entertaining personality it doesn't even really matter he's gonna be he's gonna be much better than the the panel with uh uh fitz magic uh and uh what is that the only one i watch is the fox one the cbs one is boring as shit i don't so like they have like 
the in-game one where I mean we've talked about it on here where uh, Fitzmagic like they're they're on they're at the desk like on the field before the game. It's Fitzmagic. It is um uh oh my gosh the famous tight end uh, uh Tony Gonzalez. Yes, Tony Gonzalez. He's on there. Uh, Richard Sherman's on there. It's just oh, it's that was awful... the the prime one, right? The, yeah. the Amazon uh, the thurs- Thursday guess, one. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, dude, it was so bad. It was so bad. Tom Brady's going to be 10 times better than that. Um, Yeah. So just also touching on that, to put into perspective, I sent this to you. uh, My buddy sent this to me. Just just to put into perspective on how long Tom Brady's been playing, this one blows my mind. Between Tom Brady's first, and this is not even how long he's played, Tom Brady's first and seventh Super Bowl ring, Troy Polamalu was drafted, played 12 years, and was inducted into the Football Hall of Fame before Brady, in between that span of Brady's first and last ring. Like, that's insane. That's just... Another, I mean, that one's fucking crazy. Another stat I saw that is fucking insane is he doesn't have a losing record against any team in the NFL, and he's beat... There's, like, three teams he is undefeated against in his entire fucking career. Wish Dallas was still on that list, but then Dallas beat him in the playoffs. So he's no longer undefeated against them. But I believe it was the Patriots because he only played once. I think it was the Patriots, the Packers, and maybe the Buccaneers, I want to say. So it was like three teams he's never lost to. He has a winning record against every other team. And then multiple people have talked about this and posted this, and it's pretty – it's pretty fucking remarkable where in his 20s, he had a Hall of Fame career. Like if you just go by the numbers, if you go by his 20s, he had a Hall of Fame career. If you go by his 30s, he had a Hall of Fame career. And if you go by his 40s, he had a Hall of Fame career. It was like two to say Super he's a Bowl Hall of wins. Famer. <laughs> yeah. Two Super Bowl wins in his 20s, three in his 30s, two Super Bowl wins in his 40s. And like his career stats and uh passing touchdowns all of that is first what now here's my question casino at this current moment he's the best quarterback in nfl history it's Dang not it. even you a beat me to this debate. i was gonna ask you the question but go for it. it yeah it's not a debate there's he's the best ever anybody who says otherwise you're fucking dumb He's the best ever. There's no, there's no competition. But he cheated. But he cheated. He didn't get. He no. didn't get. He didn't cheat. It was, there was no proof on anything. And I will deep down dive into all those cheating fucking scandals and <laughs> it pisses me off. I would love to do. We should do a special Tom Brady. Episode I'll do it right now. Casino. I'll just do it right now. <laughs> no, we don't have time. We Fuck don't have. We'll time. do it live. <laughs> we'll do. But so my question to you, Casino, is. Obviously, we talked about this last episode. Patrick Mahomes is legitimately the only real threat since Brady has even been Mm. in the league, right? To being the GOAT, the best quarterback we've ever seen. Mechanically and stat-wise, already he's had like the best first five years of any quarterback in NFL history, right? Just like the numbers he's put up, how many championships he's went to, Super Bowls, he's now been to three in his first five years, blah, 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 blah. My question is, if, what, Tom Brady got to, how many Super Bowls did the Patriots lose? Two, right? Um, Three? 
So they've lost. So what do they do? They lost two to the Giants. Um, they lost two, two to the, the Giants, Giants. One to the Eagles, and then they lost one long ways ago, like in the seventies. Didn't they also lose it to the Seahawks? Did they play the Seahawks twice? No. No. So Denver did. I that's think. it, right? They yeah, only lost Denver, to the Eagles and the Giants. The Patriots lost to lost to the Denver um, that year. Uh, Manning was on his last year, um, where. Uh, yeah, we missed they, the field goal. You yeah, missed the field goal. We had to go for a, a two point conversion. Gronk couldn't catch in. It like fell right in front of him. And yeah. so then that means with the Patriots, he went six and three in Super Bowls, right? Mm-hmm. So Patrick Mahomes currently is one and one. He won the one against the 49ers, lost the one against, ironically, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I also think he's going to lose to the Eagles, but we'll talk more about the Super Bowl next week. So let's say Patrick Mahomes has, uh, we'll play devil's advocate right here. He wins two, right? So he wins against the Eagles. He won against the 49ers. How many more would he have to win to be considered greater than Tom Brady? Greater than Tom Brady? What the best if if Patrick Mahomes, if we're going to project and say he's the best quarterback who ever played, do you think he has to win minimum six? So I would say that he has to hit the same amount as Brady um, to be classified as better than Brady. He has to hit a minimum the same amount. Obviously, if you go over more, you know, there you go. You can start talking about that. But it's not just the Super Bowl thing um, on how many wins you have. You need to start beating records, um, which I'm sure if he continues, we've talked about this, I think last episode, if he continues with the streak that he's on, yeah, he can break almost all those records, if not all of them. So it's just now, can he do what Tom Brady did and for the longevity. last as long as he did? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so you had you got to do, you know, you got to do two things. You have to be damn near perfect for your career um i mean obviously there's no such thing as you know perfection brady wasn't perfect but you have to be to almost that level to almost perfect um at like brady was also and then you have to go as long as brady did and if you do all of that and the only way you could i say you could if you say that he's only wins six super bowls you have to reach all these stats and all these super bowl marks way quicker than Brady did. That's, yeah. I mean, it, it, there, it's, it's not impossible for Mahomes, but that means, and it's going to be tough to in this era of football um, with people getting paid like crazy. Um, but you're going to have to be on the right teams. You're going to have to have the right weapons, um, coaching, all of that. Somebody was well, talking about air the other day and it made, it made really good sense um, was, Tom Brady kind of lucked out in a way where the Patriots were good for so long because Brady was able to take pay cuts because he had already won. He did what was tough to do in the very beginning of his career. He won Super Bowl, not just one, not just two. He won three Super Bowls in four years. So Mm -hmm. he's done it. At that point, it's like, okay, how can we make this a long-term thing? I'm not going to be the highest paid quarterback in the league. So amount he was able to pay cuts and a lot of those players that stuck around with him were able to take pay cuts and i think that's why we had uh we the patriots had multiple like little 
dynasties, like their whole thing was a dynasty, but they had the couple of Super Bowls and then another couple of Super Bowls is because after they won that first one, people were, were like, okay, I'll take another pay cut. I'll take another pay cut. Yeah. Danny Animal, Danny Amendola in those last three, or he wasn't on that last one, was he? I don't remember, but he was taking pay cuts for years. He took pay cut four years in a row before, before he finally – they got the Super Bowl, and he's like, you know what? I'm off. I'm going to go get paid, and good for him. He did. It's yeah. awesome. Um, so winning that first Super Bowl is big, and Kansas City has done that too a little bit. But you just imagine if, if Kelsey – if they win again this year, just imagine if Kelsey, Mahomes, and all of them, they all just take pay cuts, but they want to keep playing together. Oh, man. Yeah. There you go. Well, you're setting well up no, for that's – well, also with the Patriots whole dynasty thing, the also <clears throat> like kind of <throat> thing that was out of Brady's control that's going to hurt Patrick Mahomes if like this trend continues, what we've seen this year is Brady for almost what, 15, 16 of those 20 years he was with the Patriots was in a shit division. Like where oh, yeah. every other team in that division was just chronically bad for the entire time. So that guaranteed you not only a division every year, but that guaranteed you minimum six wins. Right. And like you look at his numbers against the bills, the jets, the dolphins, like it's fucking insane. Like it's crazy how, what his win to loss percentage is. The thing that's going to hurt Patrick Mahomes is if you're going to be in a division against uh, Justin Herbert, who we'll talk about when we get into the new NFL coaches, if Justin Herbert and the Chargers can get their shit together, even for like a five-year window, then that means not only are you not guaranteed a division, you're not even guaranteed like one or two games that Tom Brady would get. Who knows? And then there's also like the unknown. The Raiders weirdly always play the Chiefs uh, really tough. We saw from this year the Broncos have like this – crazy amazing defense and they played the Chiefs really tough so also the thing is Brady was never hurt for that except for that one year where he missed the entire season Mahomes we've already seen in his first five years he gets pretty banged up pretty often like he's always missing a game here a game there and eventually those injuries are going to catch up to you they were saying the end of uh, Peyton Manning was the best quarterback in the league in like what 2013 or whatever and then like two years after that he couldn't <clears throat> even feel the football in his hands because the injuries had fucked up his hands so much that like he couldn't even grip the ball so it's like it can happen that fast because it literally just takes one too many hits and then you're just you're done <clears throat> like you can't throw the ball or Again, Tom Brady, the consistency is what's most impressive because everybody before this season would have said Russell Wilson is a sure-fired first ballot Hall of Famer and then all of a sudden fell off a cliff in one season. So (coughs) there's so many factors that were just out of Tom Brady's control that he just got so, I don't want to say lucky, but it pretty much is lucky to be like in that kind of division never really take any bad hits. The only injury you got was one injury where you were able to rest for an entire year to recover from it. And then you came back and it was just like, okay, now I'm good again. And then you got the great coach. You got the great defenses, like 
all these things that really helped him is he had a he had a great defense almost his entire career. Yeah. Well, I think that's one of the main reasons why he went to the Bucks, right? Because that defense when he first got to the Bucks was that's what won them that Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Like they agree. shut down Mahomes that entire game. Like that was one of the most impressive defensive games i think i've ever Continue seen talking i gotta blow my nose if you need to move to the next segment go for it i'm <laughs> yeah. still a little under the weather from uh beginning of the week that's okay it's okay casino uh last thing i will say about tom brady which i think uh is lucky in terms of patrick mahomes is these great quarterbacks who last this long are always connected to a coach right so Obviously, Tom Brady got uh, Bill Belichick, and then they were able to stay together that entire career. Bill Belichick could do the defense. Tom Brady would do the offense. Josh McDaniels is in there, blah, blah, blah. My Josh McDaniels issue, stood on the sideline. <laughs> yeah. my The thing I would hesitate with Patrick Mahomes is how much longer do we think Andy Reid is really going to coach? Because Andy Reid is older. He's getting up there. He's been in this league a long time. I mean, I love Andy Reid. He was the first coach I do too. on my team. But he's also an overweight guy. You know, getting older, like, it's going to start getting harder. Whoa, whoa, like, whoa. What's wrong with stuff. being overweight, huh? <laughs> I mean, if you're Easy. overweight and older, like, that's going to be an issue with, like, longevity and all that kind of stuff. So, I think that – because. Let's say, so Patrick Holmes has been in five years. If he wants to catch all the Brady records, be the best ever, blah, 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 he'd have to play 15 more years. Do we really think that at this moment, Andy Reid could coach 15 more years? Like, there's no shot. No shot. Could he coach another? Could he coach that long? Probably. Does he want to? No. Belichick doesn't have anything else to do. Plus his son's coach with him. So it's like he's able to see his family all the time. You know, it's not like. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Andy Reid right now. Andy Reid right now is 64 years old. Uh, Bill Belichick is 70. So that means 20 years ago when Tom Brady first started, uh, Bill Belichick was 50. When. Andy Reid first drafted Patrick Mahomes. He was already 10 years older than when Belichick got Brady. So everybody keeps saying, oh, well, how many seasons does Belichick have? have? You'd have to go to another good team or a team with a coach. Yeah. So realistically, realistically, the two, I believe the two oldest coaches in the league are Pete Carroll, who is 71, which is fucking crazy because he looks like in better shape than I am. And he's seventy one. Yeah. Well, it's because then... all that it's all that gum chewing. He's got a great jawline, you know. Just up there, hum, num, 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 num. Uh, and then the other one is Bill Belichick at seventy. So those two guys, what think you? They have maybe five more years. So by that token, Andy Reid maybe has ten more years. So maybe they can do it. Uh, when him and Patrick Mahomes have been together for 15 years. But I don't know if Andy Reid, like you said, wants to coach for 10 more years. He's 64 yeah. years old. Like, like at one point, we've kind of seen it with Belichick the past couple of seasons. At one point, the game kind of passes you by. Like, it's like 
the tendencies you used to have where it's like, who gives a shit if we don't have an offensive coordinator? Just just have that guy call the plays. And then your offense is shit, and you're just like, oh, shit. Maybe we should segue into hiring a new uh, offensive coordinator or something like that. So see what I did there, Casino? I did. See what I did there? Uh, so Casino, now we're going to get into – the NFL news of the week, which is all these new coaches and coordinators being hired. I made a list of the probably the most important ones. Let's start first with your team hiring back Bill O'Brien to be the offensive coordinator. Uh, you have to be ecstatic oh, with this move because how could you not be? I, 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 I'm really happy. Um, <laughs> not not just because um oh, come on my sorry my computer's being slow um not not because he you know he used to be up the you know with the patriots um i like him as a coordinator i think he's a decent i think he's a decent coach uh, yeah. is he the best coach out there no but you don't need to be the best coach if you're good at one thing he's good at the offensive coach um it will be a it will be fun to watch um, and see that wonderful um, soul-sucking uh, dent in his chin. That always bothers <laughs> me. I'm sorry. I just, I, I, I just wanted to look it up so I could just stare at it. So that's why I'm, I'm, my computer was slow. It was trying to get away from the sucking power of that that spot in his chin, which I don't know what he got it from. It, probably some surgery or something. But anyway, but anyway, no, I'm yeah. <laughs> that I aside. Think- I'm all over the place tonight, or t- tonight. See, tonight, I'm still off. I- I've got that what BJ had when he had COVID, but that just f- sick brain. Um, but legitimately, 100. I think this is one of the best moves they could have done is get Bill O'Brien back in there. Uh, even yeah. if we don't go after a quarterback, and and the Patriots still keep uh, Zappy and Mac Jones, which I'm I'm sure they're going to do because they never want to go for any good players. Um, I really think this is going to help him because you saw the drop off from when McDaniels oh, yeah. was with the Patriots and was working with Mac Jones. Mac Jones looked really good, really good. And I just don't, I don't know if that was, if that was a uh, play calling thing or if it was just Mac had a good season and just kind of went from there. But I, I really think well, this is going to help out, uh, help out the Patriots. Tremendously. Well, the thing I feel like that's really undervalued with like offenses and defenses is that the three things you really need are like scheme personnel and then the ability to like pull off what you're trying to do. So like those, the last two kind of go hand in hand because I've seen as an Eagles fan last year, uh, Jonathan Gannon's defense was way worse than it was this year. And guess what? It was because he didn't have the personnel to plug into the system he wanted to implement. So a year later, when he all of a sudden in the offseason, they got all the players he needed to make this defense work. Guess what? His defense is way better and it works to a T, right? They have like one of the most dominant defenses ever. So that only... Okay, you can take that, but... Uh, but yeah. And then when it comes to players, it's knowing you obviously couldn't run the same offense 
you have with Lamar Jackson than you do with what Tom Brady, right? Because they have two different skill sets. So you have to like build and tailor make your system to fit your personnel. What? Yeah. Yeah. But I said, I was breaking up with you. Um, It might, it might be my toaster, (laughs) but yeah, so I feel like one of the underrated things of coaching is just building, you know, the the uh, system, having the players to plug it in. So with Bill O'Brien, like Mac Jones isn't Tom Brady, but he's the same kind of player in terms of he's not a Lamar Jackson or like this super athletic guy. He's this stand in the pocket, draw good schemes on the side for your wide receivers or tight ends to get open, and then just score points which is what your team didn't do all last season no we would have been a really good team this year if we were able to score points because the defense was phenomenal so um yeah the defense was like so many teams even with getting away like three of our really good defensive players so yeah um it it is really nice also we're getting another alabama guy um coming with him uh uh assistant coach was it will will lying i think is how you say his name I don't know how to say his name, last name, perfect. But I love the connection that Belichick has with Alabama. I, it's just amazing. Weird. It's just like feed me, feed me, feed me. I hate because I hate Alabama and Nick Saban. He yeah. can shove it up his ass. Played hard teams in the regular <laughs> season, but I do like the fact that he's got a good connection with one of one of the strongest, if not the strongest, college football team. Um, Belichick, yeah. you know, knows the in and outs of players and coaches but yeah coaching is a big thing so it's nice to have it uh so the next up probably the most uh the most expensive hire is also probably one of the best in terms of coordinator jobs which is vic fangio is being paid almost five million dollars to be the defensive coordinator for the dolphins which is fucking insane but apparently from all reports that's the price they had to offer him because apparently other teams were going to match that offer and then he chose to go to miami so there's certain that's people crazy like how we talked about with bill o'brien where they're great great coordinators and great at what they do but then they're not great head coaches vic fangio is like maybe the textbook definition of that one of the best defensive coordinators in the league, but as a head coach, what with two years for, uh, with the Broncos, he was like, un, like very forgettable and just those teams weren't good, but he can, the man can coach a defense, uh, which so speaking we, of we, men, we, we watched coach, it. We watched yeah. it. Uh, the other hiring is the, Oh, where did I just have it? Oh, Nathaniel Hackett, who was the Denver Broncos coach last season, he's now going to the Jets, and then the Jets are bringing in, or no, the Jets are losing Matt LaFleur to the Rams as their OC. So, thoughts on those moves? um, The Patriots division, that AFC, uh, he's just got really difficult uh in my opinion uh this is this really kind of be the battle of the coaches who can who can get their team up to par and who can do better scouting on the other team um 
So with us just talking about that division and all these coaches going to those teams, um, and you mentioned the Jets, what are the odds of uh, Rodgers now going possibly to the Jets? What do you think about that? Those are the three names I, or the three names I had here for quarterback was talking about Tom Brady retiring and then Aaron Rodgers, apparently his two choices are either the Jets or the Raiders. And the Packers have almost unofficially, officially come out and been like, we don't want Rodgers on our team next year, which, and apparently Aaron Rodgers, who does. I understand that, but I don't want, you know, my thought is, and let's see if you uh, agree with me here. Why would you leave the NFC right now? Why would you leave? Yeah. Brady's leaving. Uh, San Fran is going to be wondering what they're going to do with the quarterback. Like, there's so much movement in quarterback in the NFC that you have a shot. Like, there's going to be a lot of teams that like, we're just like, what? what's their identity in the NFC going next year? Because there's going to be so much movement. Why not stay there? But obviously, there's a, it's not just his, it's a disconnect with Green Bay. He's lost a locker room. Uh, I truly yeah. think that he's going to go to the Raiders. I don't think he's going to go to the Jets. I think he wants to go to a team that is almost Super Bowl ready. Uh, the Jets, they still got a lot to do, but they desperately need a quarterback. But the Raiders, I think, overall have a better team. And why wouldn't he want to go play with his previous receiver? Why wouldn't he want to go play um, with – with uh, why am I blanking? Uh, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. Thank you. I mean, yeah. Apparently, there's been push for Devon for Devontae trying to get Rodgers to go down there. Well, well it's here, also Vegas. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would say the Raiders have a better roster than the Jets because the Jets had a top five defense and one of the worst offenses we've ever seen, and they still won what more games than the Raiders. And uh, but then again, you're right. In so first off, the Packers have come out and said, "Sorry, to, sorry to, to jump trade. from the the coaches talk to the quarterback talk." But oh no, this all ties in. But the 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 Packers have basically said, "If we're trading Rodgers, we're going to make sure it's to the AFC." But I'm in agreement with you, which is everybody said it all year. The NFC just feels wide open in terms of like. What good teams with good quarterbacks do we have? Obviously, before the start of the season, Jalen Hurts was still a mystery, and this has been a one-year resurgence or, you know, dominant season to show that he is, I think at this moment, like, how can you not say it? He's of what he's done this season. Let me ask you this. Do you think think they've got a really good shot of making the Super Bowl again next year, your team? Well, I mean, hopefully – they win it this year first, but well, I, I, do... I know, but I'm just saying like the, all, yeah. I think all well, like the superstar quarterbacks are in the AFC right now. You have good NFC quarterbacks, but well, this was going to be my question to you uh, for the NFC <clears throat> right now. Let's say Rogers does go to an AFC team. Doesn't matter which one. So if Rogers leads the NFC, are the two best NFC quarterbacks after that move? Would it be Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott? Oh, easily. would those be the two yeah. best in the NFC? Yeah, I, in my opinion, that would be. Um, yeah, I mean, who would even? Uh, who else would even be in contention right there? Maybe Stafford for the Rams if he comes back. 
Lawrence, maybe. I, I, I like I like his fight. Who? Trevor Lawrence, right? That's and he that's, he's in the Jaguars. He's yeah. AFC. Oh, I said yeah, the, that's right. the two best uh, quarterbacks in the NFC. In the NFC, my bad. Thank you. Sorry. So let's Sick see. Brain. This, Sick brain. I honestly think it would be if I was ranking five right now, it'd be like Hertz one, Prescott two, uh number three would probably be Kirk Cousins, right? Like in the NFC. And you know, that's crazy to think that they would because Dak and Kirk, they're they're not on that top top scale. They're not that top tier quarterback. No. They're, and they're Hertz, still really they're, they're like really good. To, they're to really tell. good, but yeah. No, yeah, I would agree. And then I would honestly probably put like Goff and what Geno Smith as like four hmm. and five. Like oh, Geno. That's the greatest compliment <laughs> you've ever given him that he's ever received. Uh but yeah, oh, and then the other quarterback oh, wow. in that whole scenario is the former uh uh Raiders quarterback Derek Carr, which apparently I read a report this morning. There's <laughs> strong interest from the Saints for Derek Carr to go to the Saints. I think he would immediately be a top five NFC quarterback if he went to the Saints. Like the Saints have a pretty damn good roster. They just had Andy Dalton at quarterback last year. And I think Derek Carr is at least two two rings above him. Like two rungs on the ladder above current Andy Dalton. I yeah, I would agree. I don't I mean it's just it, it was to me it was strange that they got rid of Carr in the first place. I, I think he's a good quarterback. It really bothered me that they got rid of him. Especially the way they got rid of him, like so unceremoniously and kind of just like, oh yeah, we're like done with Derek Carr. And then they just like benched him. And then this offseason, they're just kind of just like, oh yeah, we're just going to focus on the future. And then it's just, he's like also now an AFC alternate uh, in these <laughs> weird Pro Bowl games they've been doing all week that I haven't watched any of. But Which apparently we should talk he's about been like lighted up. I mean, like, we can before we get well, to the. We don't have coaches. a lot of. Yeah, we don't. I don't have a lot of time. Well, I, I have time, but we'll have to take that break. Um, but yeah, uh, I was. I was just gonna say. I just think it's funny in the Pro Bowl that they, uh, like, nobody wants to be in it because it's just a fucking flag football game. That's bullshit. And they're just like, yeah, well, the, the fuck? fact that of the AFC and we just talked about how they have so many great quarterbacks or whatever. The fact that Tyler Huntley is the third AFC quarterback in the pro bowl proves how garbage the pro bowl is like, just from a standpoint of like, why would anybody (laughs) want to do this? Josh Allen basically said, Oh, I'm too hurt to play in it. And then is instead doing a golf tournament the same day as the pro bowl. So, like, what nobody cares is, about the Pro Bowl like, anymore. Honestly, they took what is even the point took, of it? I don't know. I don't know what the point of any of the All Star games or Pro Bowl games. It's all about money okay. at that point. Um, again, I told you I thought it was the dumbest thing that they moved it out of Hawaii because it's supposed to be a vacation for the elite, you know, for the people who made it. And it, it's really bothersome that they just stripped that um, out of there and they made it into Vegas. Um, <clears throat> Because I mean, you're going to be going with your families. Why? 
Vegas is not a family town. It's honestly not even a great tourist town anymore. Uh, everything's way too expensive. Trust me, live here. Um, but yeah, it, it 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 just it's it's really silly to me that nobody cares about the All Star Game, and it's not just this sport. The All Star Game for everything, like, nobody cares. Nobody cares. NHL, a couple of people opted out, and that switched up a few of the All Star people um, that that made it. People just don't care about the All Star Game. Uh, LeBron wants to, in the NBA. He wants to do his uh, All Star Game because he wants to be the captain of the the picking the best team five years in a row or whatever it is, five or six. It's just it, they're doing it. If they would do it, they're doing it for like a silly reason, or they just don't give a shit. Um, the MLB was always used to be a fun one because the, with the MLB, at least, um, used to be, it determined who got home field advantage. Like people would actually play. They treated it like another game. And people's debate with that was, oh, well, then, you know, they're getting injured and they're not helping their team. Um, if they get injured, they're not going to help their team, you know, the rest of the season, which is, which is shitty. So we should get rid of that meaning and, you know, not have it be as, um, as significant i'm just talking about all our all-star games right now and how like nobody cares and not even where it used to be fun in the mlb but with with as i was saying like nobody cares about the mlb one anymore um it used to be great and people if they did get hurt in that game you know so be it because if they won that game and their team made it to the made it to the world series they got home field advantage so there was a reason to play it wasn't just like hey come to the all-star game play your hardest and if you get injured and your team wins, you get nothing. No, if you get injured and your team wins, you have a shot to host the World Series. So they need to do stuff like that again in all sports to make it more meaningful because nobody gives a shit about it anymore. It's just, it's a horrible, all-star shit is just horrible. It should just be well, a skills yeah. competition and they shouldn't even host a game. Yeah, they should, you should just be named an all-star or, you know, first team or whatever label you want to put on it. Why? I Like, we don't need to see. The only game that is played, I don't think, I think I've watched one Pro Bowl in my life. And by, what, five minutes into it, you're just like, okay, nobody's really playing. Like, it's nobody just. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Like, nobody wants to get hurt, especially playing, like, in the Pro Bowl. And, and that's then, what I'm saying. It needs to mean something. And, and, like, with the MLB one, it meant something. And people's argument to that and and just this would go for any all-star game is why in the hell would you play and get injured and then you're out for the rest of the season? make it work yeah. me, make it mean something make it mean something yeah well then with I the, mean, really the only all-star game i like watching is the nba and even ugh. then that doesn't actually become like a game until it's the last like two minutes and then they actually start trying to win and that's where yeah. you see you know, what you wanted the whole game to be, which is all-stars on all-stars, like best players in the league actually playing off. All-star on all-star crime. Yeah, pretty much. And it's great. And then it's fantastic. And you love watching it. And then, yeah, you're like, why wasn't the rest of the game previous to these two minutes like this? But uh, let's get into the rest of the coaches and then we'll yeah, dive sorry. into some other sports. Uh, and head out of here. Uh, so for other offensive coordinators, the real, the only real big name that was left was Kellen Moore, 
former offensive coordinator for the Cowboys is now the offensive coordinator for the Chargers, which first, before we talk about how we think he's going to do with the Chargers and that offense, what do you think happened with him and the Cowboys? And do you just think it was Mike (laughs) McCarthy basically being like, I am the guy in charge and I want to call the plays, blah, 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 blah. Do you think it was a power move by McCarthy? Uh, yeah, actually, I do. I think he's learning a little bit from Jerry Jones, or Jerry Jones is like, I rule the world. Like, I rule the world. I rule the world. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I, I do think it was a McCarthy thing. If not McCarthy, I think it was McCarthy and Jones, and Jones pressuring McCarthy to make that decision. Um, yeah, I, 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 whatever. I mean, how could I mean, it not be, right? Like, It has to be. He- he was clearly the one where it was like, if McCarthy is not going to be the coach of the Cowboys, like he would be the one they were going to promote to head coach, right? The offense, mm. since he came into Dallas as the offensive coordinator, uh, let me pull this up right here. I saw this tweet by Mina Kimes on Twitter earlier. Uh, since Moore became the OC of the Cowboys. They've had the seventh highest average depth of target in the NFL. And that it that means they are averaging 8.3 yards per play and we're always a top five offense in the league. Like, how does that guy... Also, the issue with the Cowboys this year was not their offense. It was what the issue has always been with the Cowboys, which is time management, clock management, and then not showing up in the big games. Like, that's not on your OC. That's more on your head coach. We talked about it all the time. Um, People talk about all the time that, uh, you know, Dallas, they show up against bad teams, and then they, against good teams, they're like, oh, wait, football? (laughs) Yeah. And we saw that against the Niners where they scored, what, 12 points? Like, so they put that game. And they thought, you know, I love that. And I thought that they were going to go, like, say they did win that game. They struggled against the Niners, and the Eagles blew out the Niners. Well, I mean, Ugh. yeah, but the Eagles, you know, they're overrated all season. That's, that's yeah, the thing. You know. They're going to win the, the Super Cowboys... Bowl. They're going to put an asterisk over <laughs> the Eagles if they win a su- the Super Bowl this year and just be like, well, the team was mediocre. <laughs> On uh, Speaking of, next Sorry. Thursday's podcast, I'm already compiling a list. It's going to be our big Super Bowl preview. Uh Prepare for me to murder you all with just stats and lines and Can I bring Super popcorn? Bowl hot takes. Let me ask you, should I, should I bring popcorn? Yes. Get okay. your popcorn ready, and then I want you to wear a football helmet and just throw it into your football helmet. I like, have my football uh, helmet beanie. That would work. That would work. Okay. Wear that next Thursday. Uh, but now let's get into the head coaches and then this will be our last NFL topics, and then next week will be all about the Super Bowl. But other things have been happening in the NFL before the Super Bowl. Before we get into the head coaches, I have one question for you, Casino. Should the NFL coaching hires not be allowed to happen till after the Super Bowl? 100%. I th- Yes. I don't, I don't get this like shit where it's just like, oh yeah, we want to hire a bunch of coaches from the Super Bowl, so let's just schedule interviews with them in the two weeks between the championships and the Super Bowl. It's like, why, why are we doing it this way? Why is it not the, like 
the second the Super Bowl ends, then you can start interviewing coaches. But before then, you'll get fined. It's collusion. You can't talk to anybody. Like, what? Like, what good is this? I don't even understand why it's just like, all right. Uh, and it always happens this way. It's not when the regular season ends. It's when the championships, the AFC and the NFC championships happen. Then it's like, all right, let's start hiring coaches. And it's like, okay, but don't you want to interview the best coaches on the team, on the two best teams that are going to the Super Bowl? Like, why would you not just fucking wait till the Super Bowl ends? Like, I don't get the, I don't get the rush. It, but it's fucking annoys the shit out of me. Uh, that being said, the let's just start with the biggest hire, which is Sean Payton is going to the Broncos Casino. I love uh, it. Thoughts on that? Um, I'm glad that uh, he's going to be coaching. I really am. I like him a lot. Not really. Yeah, I've always liked. Sean Here's the Payton. thing. I I like. He's a good. He is a good coach. Um, maybe not the greatest person. You know, with 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 doing the um, yeah, he's having the hits I out and whatnot to him. people. <laughs> I lost. Yeah, him. I'd want him to be the head coach of my team. I don't think I would want to be like buddy. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, that's good. Fair. I feel like Nick Sirianni. Like, I like that he's the head coach of my team, and I would also go out with a beer f- with him. Like, you mean I don't a, feel like Sean Payton would be a good hang. I don't know, but again, <laughs> yeah, or cider, Crown I Apple do love ciders, but I do love Crown Apple. That both of those are what I will be drinking Super Bowl. Uh, also, you coming to the bar for Super Bowl Casino? I thought we were doing it at your house. Hawk and Leah will be there. No, we were going to have I a party. We, were doing your we couldn't logistically make it work. No, we yeah, couldn't logistically right. <clears throat> make it work. So we're going to the Eagles bar, and you're invited. I'm sure Brittany and I could drop off the kid. But uh, the night yeah, before, buddy. we, you and I already might be hanging out the night before. Also, so just and Hawk, just FYI. You'll, you'll yeah, find out. You'll, 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 you'll find out soon. This is... But for uh, Sean Payton, he was still under contract with the Saints, so they technically had to trade for him, which is also weird Again, because it's, it's like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Well, the weird thing is, why wouldn't he just go back to the Saints and coach? Like, I don't. Didn't he just want to break from coaching? Why wouldn't he just go back to the Saints? He has. He's never Maybe come he out and said he didn't there. like the Saints. Uh, yeah, maybe he's tired of New Orleans, man. Maybe he's tired of New Orleans. But, he wants out of there. So the Broncos traded three first round picks, three or no, I'm sorry. So this is what it cost them to get both Russell Wilson and Sean Payton: three first round picks, three second round picks, a 2022 fifth round pick, uh, Drew Locke, Noah Font. Shelby Harris, and then the Broncos received uh, Sean Payton, a 2022 fourth-round pick, and a 2024 third-round pick. So we both like Sean Payton as a coach, but Jesus, this that's, fucking thing that's one of the steep, that's That's one of the steepest packages I've ever seen. That's why 
Whoa. That's why Denver won the that's why Denver won the Willie. For <laughs> yeah, for just being a complete the, fucking dumpster fire. Like yeah. you trade that much away to get two coaches. Uh I would I was gonna bring this up for the Super Bowl, but I think it's applicable to right now trading that many draft picks away. Casino of each team in the Super Bowls offensive starters just for the Eagles, their entire offense, how many of their starters starting in the Super Bowl did they either get via trade or via draft? So how many of them are draft picks? There is, of course, 11 starters. Four. So out of every starting uh, offensive player for the Eagles in in the Super Bowl – 10 of 11 were through the draft. <laughs> so they had a, they had uh, Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, uh, Devontae Smith, uh, Quez Watkins, Dallas Goddard, Jordan Mailata, uh, Landon Dickerson, Travis Kelsey, uh, Samalu, and Lane Johnson were all through the draft for the Eagles. The only one who was not was A.J. Brown, which they traded for. And they didn't give up. They gave up a pick when they already had another one. So uh, with the Chiefs, it is one, two, three, four, five that they did through the draft. So this like notion that draft picks mean nothing, like, one of the teams with the youngest and best rosters in the league built their entire team through the draft and every year trade away older players to acquire more picks. So with this Broncos, it's like you're doing the Los Angeles Rams approach, which it won them a Super Bowl, right? But then we've seen what happened the year after they won the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. which is just like, oh yeah, we have no youth to add to this team. All our older guys are more susceptible to getting hurt. All our older guys did get hurt, and now we're in the toilet. But guess what? We're in the toilet without any ammo to reload. Like, yeah, because I mean, no... they also don't have they also don't have any money. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. It's with the older guys you trade for. You're gonna pay. Not only are you gonna pay a premium, you're gonna lose draft picks, and then it's just like, like. Literally, the Denver Broncos are like, all right, all our money and picks are going to two guys. If one of those two guys, not even both of them, one of those two guys doesn't work out, we're fucked. If Sean Payton can't put together a good staff and schemes like we were talking about, the Broncos are fucked. If Russell Wilson plays like he did last year, they're fucked. Like, this just seems like a very slim chance of winning and a 99% chance of like blowing up in their face. I don't know. What's your approach to building through the draft, which as we've seen can be like risky, right? Like most draft picks are bust. So you never really know, but the opposite approach is building through trades and free agency, which means you're always going to lose or you're always going to pay more for a premium and lose potential like rebuilding material. So, I mean, the, the Patriots, they lived off of not pulling anybody out of the draft for the most part. There's always just like, let me find this diamond in the rough and coach him. 
So again, yeah. coaching is big. So hopefully this Sean Payton thing works out. Um, I mean, any which way can work. You, they, it just has to be executed correctly. You have to know if you're going to do the draft way, you have to do like what the Eagles do. You have to know what you're getting and put a full team together around those picks. You, you, yeah. you just have to. You can't just be like, well, hopefully he could fill in and get into our scheme. You know, he did good in college. No, they pulled together an entire team that would all meld well together in how they play football. So you could do yeah. it that way. You could just be a really good coach. And, you know, like what Belichick did for a lot of people, I mean, he went and grabbed fucking Julian Edelman, who was a quarterback, and was like, no, you're, you're going to play wide receiver. And Julian Edelman won a fucking MVP in the Super Bowl to be wide receiver. Like, yeah, coaching, you could do that. So hopefully the Sean Payton thing works and he can reel in Russell Wilson because that's that's your issue. That's your biggest thing. Fuck that. Yeah. Guy. Well, also, I think both what your and my team did was they had really great teams assembled through the draft and through finding diamonds in the rough and stuff like that. And then they would do the <clears throat> very smart thing where with your Patriots, it was like, we're missing one big piece. So we're going to trade for Randy Moss for the Eagles. They were like, we have everything. Well, that but never panned giant- out for us. Yeah. I mean, you guys almost one went away from being undefeated, but, and then with the Eagles, they were like, we have a great offense, but we need that one big offensive weapon. And then they traded for AJ Brown. Like it's always, I like that the works teams. out. Yeah. I like the teams that assemble through the draft and like free agency, but you know, not the big free agent splashes. And then they go, we're missing one guy. And then they make a trade for that one guy. I hate this approach, which is the Broncos, where it's just like, all right, well, let's do the big trade for Russell Wilson. And then we'll also just uh, do another big trade for Sean Payton because the first one didn't work. And it's just like, why would you do the exact same thing twice when the first thing didn't work? Like, it's, it's mind boggling to me. I don't know, but do I think, this will work. I think it'll work a lot better than last year with Fangio. But again, like you just said, it, it really is all on Russell Wilson. If he still plays like dog shit, no amount of coaching can make. If him he plays like how I like, feel right now, <laughs> yeah, he would win. He he may be 500. He may be able to get into the Super Bowl or in, in, uh, into the postseason. Uh, the last, what is it? The last big hires we got to talk about are. Frank Wright being hired by the Panthers and then D'Amico Ryan's being hired by the Texans. Uh, give me one sec, Casito, and just touch on those ones. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the Texans, I still think, are going to be kind of screwed over and all. Um, decent coach coming in, but you know what? That that team is – they got rid of everybody um, so far. I'm Yes, they showed some fight there. Uh, towards the end, but there's a lot of pieces that that team is missing. So hopefully if they do um, a decent, if if they're a little decent next year um, and it is due to coaching, uh, but you know, they don't make, say they don't make the playoffs, but they'd make an improvement. I hate when teams will, they don't look at the improvement. They look like, Oh, well you still didn't make us the playoffs. Get out of here. It's going to be hard especially in the NFL, uh, in current day NFL with your salary caps, 
sorry, <clears throat> with your salary caps and with players uh, demanding more money and kind of almost doing the NBA thing where they want to make like super teams um, that you're, you, you're going to need pieces and they're going to be hard to come by because people don't want to go play in Texas. Like who would um, also, and I'll flip it over to the Panthers side. I think there's a much more bright spot for them. Um, yes. They got rid of McCaffrey this year. So they got big, rid, rid of one of their big weapons. Yes, they got rid of Baker Mayfield, Baker left. But I still feel like that team has a lot more potential uh, moving forward. That team seems like they want to be a team together um, other than the Texans. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, while, while BJ's gone, uh, let's see here. Looking at his wonderful wall of things, as you can tell, he's a nerd. For those who aren't able to watch and they're only here to listen, um, he's got an Eagles uh, license plate cover. Uh, he's got it Back to the Future, Jaws. He's he's a big nerd when it comes to movies. Um, he's got his favorite uh, Green Lantern up there. He's, he's more of a DC guy than a... <laughs> I'm just, I'm on a tangent now. DC guy than a Marvel guy. Oh, Hi. I touched a little bit on the coaches, but I don't really know the coaches all that well. So I just said that the Texans, they're going to need a better team. Um, does Coaching is going to be tough to do with that team and to try to get players in. People aren't going to want to do that also. But the Panthers, I think they have a little bit more promise. That team actually wants to play together, it seems like, even though they got rid of some main pieces. By the way, you're still on mute. Um, I can see your little mute thing. Uh, but then uh, I said, you know what? Let's start talking about the things on BJ's wall. And I said, you're more of a DC guy <laughs> and you like uh, Green Green Lantern. I do. And excited to see what James Gunn does with his uh, lineup, which did include Green Lantern. But <laughs> the uh, thing I will it. touch on uh, D'Amico Ryan's, it's cool that he's coming home. And I saw the whole thing today where they were like, did the whole banner in the organization and said like, welcome home and all that stuff. That's cool. He was obviously a big reason why that 49ers defense was so good. Uh, the past couple seasons he's been there. So, but we've been talking about this. The issue is the translation from coordinator to head coach. It's never really certain that just because you're a great coordinator you're going to be a great coach right we've talked about I mean Vic Fangio gets paid the most maybe ever I believe I think I saw somewhere where it was the most ever paid to a coordinator because he was such a day like he's such a damn good defensive coordinator but again as a head coach just couldn't cut it now maybe he'll get another chance down the road we obviously saw in Cleveland uh, Bill Belichick wasn't a great coach there. Different situation, different things fell into place, and now he's maybe the greatest coach ever. So, yeah, uh, Casito's dancing on the thing. But the uh, coaches that are left is the Cardinals and Colts for head coaching jobs. I'm assuming somebody from the Eagles staff or somebody from the Chiefs staff will probably get one or both of those jobs. Maybe a dark horse candidate. We don't know, but I feel like those, yeah, I feel like those haven't been filled because we still have a football game going on 
which is why this shouldn't have happened. The coaching hire shouldn't happen till after, but yeah, who gives a shit? Uh, Casido, uh, anything to talk about in the NHL before we talk about the NBA? Um, Really nothing all too different. The Bruins are still crushing. Uh, The biggest thing, it just happens to go with our team, the Knights. Um, They're struggling pretty hard right now. Um, They are now currently sitting third in the Pacific um, with uh, Oilers, a game in hand who could tie and I think would have – they have a better goal diff, and and I think they have us head-to-head right now as well. So they would hop us, and we would be out of the playoffs um, right now if we lose. But well, we the, do have uh, crazy two games. Thing in, with, uh, we have two games in hand against the Kings. I still think the Knights will get it figured out. They're a little r- riddled with injury, but um, very impressive with Kraken. Their big question is: Are the Kraken for real? Yes, the Kraken are for real this year. Um, they they have time to slip. They still have a little over thirty games for them um, after the All Star break. The Golden Knights, they have exactly uh, 31 more games. So there's a shot still for the Knights to, to get it turned around. They just This would just be a bad thing where they were almost leading the Pacific going into uh, – they were like a week shy of leading the Pacific going into uh, uh, the All-Star break. And last year they were actually the best team in the league at the All-Star break and they didn't make the playoffs. And if that happens again – that's going to be real, real rough. Um, but yeah, the Bruins are still on record, record-breaking pace. They're crushing it, and then the Kraken are cracking, cracking through the breaks there. <laughs> but um, they've done really is, well. Uh, just so looking that, at that's this, your, that's your biggest, biggest one is Kraken have surged, and the Knights have uh, altered. Besides that, everybody else is pretty much where where they have been. Is the NHL <clears throat> season too long? It started. Oh, no. It started in September. The regular season ends in April, and then they do playoffs for like two months. That's a no. long fucking season. It's a long Ugh. season, but it's only 82 games for the regular season. And then for most clubs, that's it. Um, I I don't think it's too long. I enjoy it. Let's see. The NBA, they also start, what, in September? And then I guess they also end in like June. So... Well, know, and maybe just... you want to know the great thing about the NHL players? Um, how many games are in the NBA season, regular season? I believe it's 82, 83. Oh, isn't that how, isn't that so funny on how, you know, NBA players, they need time management, yet hockey players are out there on ice, scrunched down, hunkered over, going to get back problems and knee problems out there on the ice, but yet they're they're there in every game. That they can be. Just throwing that out there. NBA I stars mean... are crybabies. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck the low management bullshit. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Yeah, but they're also usually like freakishly proportioned. I don't know if you've ever seen a 6'11 person in person, but it's like, how are you walking? Uh, like, let alone running, running up and down the court and like doing slam dunks. It just okay. it looks cool. painful for NBA people to move. Yeah, but you know what? They're also not getting chucked into boards and slammed onto the ice and cross-checked in the back with pieces of wood, you know, taking pucks at the kneecap <laughs> at, you know, 100 miles an hour. That's true. Just yeah, saying. I agree. Uh, Le- LeBron so James let's... gets 
LeBron James gets punched in the face. Just say punched in the face, well, loses a tooth. He's gone for three weeks. Three weeks. Well, hockey player will actually, be back in the next 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 play. Sorry, I have an issue with the NBA. I wish NBA used what it used to be like back in the day, back when they actually let them be physical. Uh, this is classic old man yells at clouds uh, newspaper headline right here. And call me it. a boomer. Call me a boomer. I'll get my newspaper. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, that was a, uh, I don't know what he's doing in here, but Grandpa Simpson just walked into Casino's room and grabbed the mic. And uh, I'm walking uh, back out with my hat. <laughs> um, but speaking of LeBron sick, James. Okay, so I'm just angry. <clears throat> uh, speaking of LeBron James, he is any day now going to break the career points record which is fucking crazy he is at the moment he is only 63 career points away from the all-time uh an all-time record that most people thought would never be broken for so for him to be playing i'm not a lebron james fan but to not like uh, for people who don't like him or like don't respect him or his game or whatever this is like yeah, this I don't understand uh how you could not. This is one of the most impressive things we've seen in I mean, all of sports. Stat. People are people. Like I whether I you know, I hate A Rod, but is he a good baseball player? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this for how how dominant he still is, and like he's maybe right now just a top eight player in the NBA, like playing at that level and to be this good, this late in your career. I mean, he is 38 years old, which in the NBA is almost as ancient as, you know, Tom Brady is in the NFL because in the NBA, obviously he started playing when he was 18. So to be in the league for this long, to still be this dominant and for him to break this record, which when he finishes, he's going to be, a couple thousand points past the record. And then I really think it will be unbreakable. Like, I don't think unless they make a four point shot or like make it so you can score more points in a game. I don't think people will play as long as he does uh, for as long as he did. And to be as dominant for his entire career as he has been, it's really fucking remarkable. Well, I mean, that, that's kind of like with the Ovechkin thing in, in hockey. Once he beats, um, he's still, he's still got a lot of career left, at least I would say three to three to five years. Once he beats, uh, beats, uh, Wayne Gretzky's numbers, he's going to still continue. The dude could reach yeah. over a thousand goals in his career, which is insane in hockey. So like yeah. I, I I totally agree with you. Like this LeBron, uh, this LeBron stat is just he, when when he it's not if when he hits it's literally a couple games away. That's it's that's probably just insane. two. He's yeah, been, it's just he's been I said a couple. Almost. That's what a couple is. Couple <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just that. he's so been no, uh, yeah. No matter how much I don't care for the guy, that is that is a record that is very impressive. Um, and you got to tip your hat towards him because that that's just a lot of scoring. Now, for all the uh, praise I just heaped upon him, his reaction to the no-call foul in the Lakers-Celtics game last, I believe, Friday. Uh, we didn't yeah. obviously didn't talk. Sat- it was Saturday. Saturday. It was on Saturday? 
that was one of the most ridiculous reactions I've ever seen to a call in my life. And I got secondhand embarrassment for the way he was reacting. Like, it was like, he did that thing where he was like, you know, doing the confused. And if that was just it, it would have been like, okay, fine, whatever. To fall on the court and then just be like having your hands on your head and just be like, oh, like, just like shocked that that happened. That's why people don't like you. Like that is the epitome of it, which is you can have, he had a great game that game. You can have a great game, that whole entire thing. And then you do something like that at the end where people just, it just rubs you the wrong way as a, I'm not a LeBron James hater. He's never been on a team I've rooted for and I've always rooted against him, but you can still respect, you know, adversaries. So I've always respected his game and liked watching him play. But when he does shit like that, it's just like, Oh, I get why people don't like you. Like it's just secondhand embarrassment. It's fucking look. You know, can't you just of, be like, oh, can you just be like, oh, the other team had a good game as well? Yeah, well, they're, they're pro the players. It's like that. Well, this is the thing. It was an obvious foul. The refs missed. It was an obvious foul. How many ticky tack wasn't a foul? Has LeBron James gotten his entire career? His, Probably his more career. than like that egregious foul. So it's like, all right. You've gotten 5,000 calls. This one didn't go against you. It's okay. It's a regular season game in the NBA in fucking fe- in January. Like, it means nothing. But again, just, ugh. Uh, but now let's move over to the last thing I want to talk about. I was going to do a big all-star thing, but I feel like we have a couple weeks before the all-star game actually happens. I believe two, so we can talk about that in a future episode. The thing that is current right now happened an hour before we started recording this podcast was this might shock you casino Uh, a person who basketball game i respect but him as a person i hate so fucking much i don't give a shit about his basketball is Kyrie irving has come out and requested a a a dick move like days (laughs) days before it is Six days before the NBA trade deadline, and he has come out and demanded a trade from the Brooklyn Nets uh, almost a year to the date where he was giving uh, James Harden so much shit for requesting a trade from this very team. Kyrie Irving, if you're a team that trades for him, I wish nothing but bad luck to you. He is a cancerous presence on every fucking team he goes to. Is he going to put up points? Like, yeah, he's going to put up points. He's going to win you games. He is also going to tear your team apart, make you fucking pull your own hair out of your head. All right, Casino, say adios to the people. Adios, people. I got to go. And now it's just me. But, yeah, the Kyrie Irving thing, it's just like he will – some type of news story will happen where he will then be a burden to the team and it will just be, uh, yeah, I mean, I pretty much ranted about that. So I won't hold you up any longer. If you're listening to this, thanks for listening to the only sports podcast. That was casino. I've been will. Uh, we, yeah, that's pretty much all we had to cover today. We will see you on next week when we'll dive more into the Super Bowl. Next week is Super Bowl week, obviously. This weekend, not so much. Sports going on. We're kind of getting to the all-star breaks with both NHL and NBA. So, yeah, 
Next week should be fun. This has been the uh, Only Sports Podcast. Adios.